0: Welcome. You are listening to Let's Be Honest, where we apply God's Word to life's honest and real questions. We're your hosts. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Zach. So, let's be honest. What's up, everybody? Today's topic is talking with your kids about media. Me and Megan were talking yeah. um, last week about some different ideas for um, the podcast and things we think um, parents are probably wondering or even if you're not probably should be thinking about that maybe sure. don't think about enough is how do we talk with our kids about what they see in the media whether mm-hmm. it's news whether it's TV um, all the different forms of media social takes. media yeah like all the different things yeah. how do you talk to your kids about that how do you help them handle this just amazing influx of information and images right. um, that is like flooding their mm-hmm. eyes 24-7 yeah every day
0: we we understand right now your TVs are probably turned on more than ever. Um, especially, you know, when the pandemic started back in March, you know, our T V was on all the time. You know, we watched the White House briefings, we watched yeah. the state briefings, you, you know.
1: wanted that information.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, a lot of things with the racial injustice that was going on. Mm-hmm. We wanted to know about those things and so our T V's been on the news more um in the last few months than it probably ever has been. And so I think that's kind of what laid this on our hearts is, um, you know, I felt like there were times with Eleanor, she would walk in the room and I'm like, oh, I don't want her to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's why God just kind of laid that on my heart of, you know, I know I can't be alone in this. And so I think the first thing that we just really need to talk about is the limiting exposure. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, you know, we were watching the news, Eleanor walked in the room, and we turned it off. You know, she can't read headlines, so I guess we could have muted it. But, you know, I just felt this, like, need to, I can't let her watch that. And so I think as young as toddlers, even babies, pick up on things like that. So just limiting exposure in general to kids of all ages in what they're watching, especially, you know, breaking news. Like, that kind of turns into a gray area. You don't know what they're going to say. It's live TV
1: and it's breaking, so yeah. it's not like I mean it's developing. Things right. could come out differently. Thing, think I mean you can think of examples where it's news is broken, and the next day it's like yeah. oh the action. There's another camera angle that shows it's completely a different a story. Different story. Right. Um, and so that's smart. And I think the limiting exposure, it can be helpful to think about it for us too. Like mm. we, our kids definitely don't need to be like watching the news or having an influx of news or any kind of media really all day, every day, and neither do we. And Mm -hmm. so we really, like, let's just use our kids as an excuse (laughs) to limit our own exposure Mm -hmm. because as much as you want to be informed and you want to know what's going on in the world, um, none of us need to be, like, constantly inundated with information. No,
0: for sure. And, you know, even... Um, your, the screen time in general, just, it, it's not, there's tons of research that it's just oh, yeah. not good for us, but you know, social media, when it comes to kids or video games, I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole too, but just having, just limiting it all together, having boundaries, kids thrive off of boundaries, um, and you know, just sticking to those and sticking to those consequences of, you know, when they, um, go against those rules that you have set in place.
1: And it really sets your kids up for success in the future because real life has boundaries. Real Mm, life has limits. Um, And so, you know, you give your kid just an unrestricted access to an iPad or whatever it is, a phone. That is not setting them up well for later in life when there are clear limits at work to be, like you're not supposed to be on social media while you're in the office or whatever, whatever the limit may be, or even at college not being on your laptop in the classroom or whatever rules. If you're just giving your kid complete access to everything and not limit just you're, tr- you're not training them to learn how to live with limits that are given to them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the next thing you want to talk about is just being honest with your kids. Yeah, obviously, that's age appropriate. You want to say things they understand and can comprehend, but being honest about what they are seeing mm-hmm. in the news by the, just the things that are going on and uh, explaining if you have younger kids, explaining to them Helping them understand what they are seeing, and older kids, it's. I think it would be really helpful to ask, like, you know, how did they feel about it? What 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 do you think about this
1: thing you're seeing? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, Because I don't think what we want to do is just create a bubble for our kids where they never know anything bad in the world happens. Right. As Christians, we should be able to say. Very easily, we live in a broken world, right? And that's why this is happening, right? It helps your kid understand like this world is broken and it's not supposed to be this way. And then right. you have a totally easy end um, to talking about the gospel, talking mm-hmm. about Jesus. Um, and so, but yeah, that needs to be done in an age appropriate way. You're not going to talk to your four year old or your six year old the same way you're going to talk to your 16-year-old about right. um, a hurricane or or any any travesty any kind of that happens devastation. Um, in life. And so being honest with them in an age-appropriate way um, because the truth is, is that your kids, well, especially high schoolers and middle schoolers, they see a hurricane, they see a devastating thing happen, and their thought is, why? Right. Why did this have to yeah. happen? Why does this happen? Why does God
0: allow not stop this. this? Why does
1: he allow it? Yeah. Your kids are wondering that whether you're aware of it or not, whether I'm aware of it or not, and you need to talk to your kids about that. They need help grappling through those really hard life questions that we still have and we'll never have full answers to, um, but at least helping them um, have vocabulary and a framework for thinking about big questions like that.
0: Right, for sure. I agree. Okay, so difficult news. When your kids hear... About things, you know, several things that Zach was just talking about, disasters or, you know, the stuff that's going on in the media right now, the, you know, the racial injustice or, I mean, even things with the pandemic and yeah. the death toll and all of these things. You know, a lot of our news oh, is. Oh, you're negative. depressing me. I know. This is already
1: hard for me. <laughs> what is it like for yes, a kid?
0: I can't imagine. Oh. Honestly, I can't imagine having to talk. um You know, Zach and I have young kids, so we don't have to really talk I'm about it. I'm hoping this. by the
1: time Knox is like, able to comprehend stuff. We just don't have things like this. like is it's just going to be a perfect time to not have to talk oh, okay. about. There's not going to be a bad thing happen. The world's going to be made whole.
0: Keep. If Jesus comes back tomorrow <laughs> be before back. if
1: like Knox has to learn about all these things, I'm fine. Yeah, if we have to have the same. talk, I would be totally okay.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and that's a podcast for another day. True.
1: <laughs> Bookmark
0: Really challenge yourself to use those difficult things in the news as a learning experience. Mm -hmm. You know, um, an example that was said to me was, you know, you can shield your kid's eyes from, you know, a dead deer carcass on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Or you can use that as a learning experience to say, hey, this is why we look both ways before crossing the street. This is why we are cautious. Obviously, humans have the ability to think for themselves over animals. And so, you know, that was something for me because Eleanor, bless her, she loves deer. And so every time yeah. we see a dead deer, we're like we're like, look this way, you know, making her look a different way.
1: I think that um, is so helpful because sometimes you can help your like you can help Eleanor not see it. Right. Sometimes you should let her see it. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get control. She yeah. sees it first. Exactly. And that's why you need to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not talking about deer at this point, like right. just real life things. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you need to show your kid it well, and be like, let's talk about this. And sometimes they're yeah. going to come to you or they're going to know about it, whether you are aware of it or not.
0: Right. And depending on your child, I mean, you know, we all hope to have those open um, relationships with our mm. children but sometimes your kid just bottles things up, and they yeah. don't know that they should be talking to you about certain things. So I think that's when we take the initiative to talk to them anyways because you know you don't know what they're seeing either on if they have you know um, a tablet or whatever, a phone or whatever, or if they're at a friend's house yeah. and they see their TV that's on.
1: And if they're middle school or high school, just assume they're probably more up to date on <laughs> the happenings of the world than, than you, you are. are, especially if they're in high school. Um, they're probably – more aware of things like just things have happened than you may even be. And so you need to be asking, like you don't even have to know what you're going to be talking about, but just say, Hey, you know, what have you been seeing on social media lately? Have you like, what's the breaking news? What's the new trend? And it may just be a lighthearted thing. You know, Oh, there's new, this new TikTok trend. I want to try out and something or, yeah, it
0: doesn't always have to be bad. things.
1: Um, but if there is something they've seen like, you know, actually I saw this and I don't know what to make of it. And you have that conversation Um, now, hopefully your kids that open, Most high school students are probably not, but at least you're broaching that topic and giving them an avenue to talk about it if they want to.
0: Right. And Zach talked about having a bubble, you know, earlier, and I think that it is so important to raise our kids not in that bubble Mm -hmm. and raising them in a way, um, when we talk about these hard issues, we are not using our bias to sway them, Mm -hmm. letting them have, you know, their own opinion. You know, we want to raise kids that look to the Lord. And, um, and so not just letting them be of our choices, only, you know, what we think yeah, is we the right Yeah, we don't want them way. to just
1: absorb what we think. We mm-hmm. want them to think for themselves. And we want, I mean, we're their parents. We're going to hope they land where we land. Right. Um, but if we force even our Christian, like, faith onto them, that's not possible. Right. And they're probably going to run away from it. But even other things that are, I mean, there are certain things you should be clear with your kids. I'm biased about this. And this is what I want you to believe. Like Jesus is Lord. Pretty biased about that statement. (laughs) And I want you to believe that, but I can't make you. Mm -hmm. Um, But even, but there are other things where like all Christians, we can agree to disagree. And so we should be comfortable with our kids.
0: Having a different opinion. Yeah, about on certain things. things yeah. yeah, for sure. And so just having your attitude, watching your attitude about certain issues. I know right now everyone has a different opinion, it seems like, on everything. And mm. that's fine. But if you were to sit down and you were to say, do you want your child to think exactly like you? Or do you want your child to think like you? Jesus or in the the lens of how Jesus loves people and how Mm. Jesus thought about people. Well, I would hope you would say Jesus because we are all sinful, you know, humans. And I want my kids to think for themselves and think things through out of the love of Christ. Yeah, And and with the
1: Bible, like, do you want to be the lens through which your kids view the world? Or do you Mm. want the Bible and Christ to be the lens? Right. Um, and a lot of times I think as parents, and I mean, I have a little boys, and he's like nine months. So, but I can <laughs> but imagine still. myself assuming that, well, what's the difference between me and the Bible is the lens. Right. Because I think, you know, I'm hopefully viewing the world through the Bible. But we need to help our kids learn how to take up the Word, read it, and be formed mm-hmm. by it, and then look at the world. Right. Because, and we need not to be scared of that, because if they're doing that, then we're likely going to land... On basically the same places, besides right. non-essential topics. Yeah. So we don't need to fear letting them have their own opinions if if we're helping them form those opinions yeah. with the Bible. Because
0: your your kids are going to grow up more than likely to be like you. They're yeah. not going to be like, you know, Susie that lives down the street. No. Her family. They're going to be like the family that they grew up in, that the house that they raised in. So you know, they're really going to rebel <laughs>
1: in college hardcore, but then they'll come
0: back. <laughs> yes, they will. Ha- being just aligning your home with that. Knowing, you know, we all want better for our kids. That's just something, you know, we always say. I want my kids not to experience the things I had. Or I want them to have more things, more opportunities than I had. Well, you should want more for them for your attitudes too. And I'm not saying that everyone that's listening has a bad attitude or every parent has a bad attitude. No. But we are all sinful people. None of us are good. The only good person was Jesus. And so that's where we need to be aligning what our beliefs are the way we view things, the news that we watch, the mm-hmm. movies we watch, the TV we watch, it, it really just l- looking hard in that mirror. And yeah,
1: and creating a home culture where it, we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I imagine Knox is an 18-year-old, and if I had the options of him just agreeing with me on everything because he thinks he has to, but we don't really talk about much, right? or... Having a home where we disagree on quite a lot, but he feels like he can talk to me about anything. Right. I think I'd take the latter. I think yeah. I'd rather at least him feel like he can talk to me about all these things, even if we disagree at the moment, mm-hmm. than to not be able to talk about them. Yeah. Because um, you're not either way you go, you're not going to control what your kid thinks. No. You're. But you can control the culture of your home to if they feel comfortable yeah. talking to you or not. Yeah.
0: The atmosphere. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and we just want to encourage you at the end of this, be able, find a way to point this back to Jesus. Find a way to point this back to the gospel and encourage your kids to pray um, mm-hmm. through these. You know, if they are having trouble digesting news or difficult topics or things like that, this is the perfect time to share with them the importance of prayer. Yeah, um, Not only on their behalf, but on the behalf of the world. And I just think that's just so important to, um, to just share with them.
1: I think another thing with prayer is I know that it can be awkward to pray with your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it does feel that way. I don't know if it's like the enemy like just wants to make the most important things we should be doing <laughs> the most awkward. Right. But we just feel awkward. I, I sometimes feel awkward like praying before bed with Sydney. Yeah, like, me I don't too. Same I lay in Brad. bed and I'm like, I know I need to do it. And I don't do it every night because I just give in to the awkwardness. Yeah. But anyways. So with your kids, I imagine my just nine months old so it's really easy to pray with him. But when he gets older it's gonna be even more difficult because I'm gonna feel awkward. Using the news and like current events they know about mm-hmm. or and even news like in your family or friends, like right. someone who has cancer, someone who has this big job interview coming up, using these different kind of news touchstones as prayer points makes it really mm-hmm. easy to have content to the prayer if you're worried about right. knowing what to pray what for to say. with your kid.
0: Yeah. And I think to prayer, is so intimate when you pray with someone else that's close in your family. You know, when you pray with your spouse you, or when you pray with your kids, you know, our, our kids are young too, but we still try to pray with Eleanor mm-hmm. every night and let her lead her own little prayer. But knowing what's on that other person's heart, mm-hmm. it just aligns your heart with things they care about. Yeah. And so um, it is just so important, and we don't do it perfect either. There are plenty of nights that with Eleanor, we're just like, oh, my gosh, let's just get bedtime over with. I'm exhausted. But it is just so important because I hear what her little heart cares about and what she's thought about. And then she turns and looks to me and says, Mommy, what else should I say? Mm -hmm. Like, And that's the perfect time to... It, you know, help them learn how to pray. Yeah. And so anyways, we, um, there's a little side note on prayer. Yeah. But, well, that's all we have today for our media talk. We, um, If you have any questions about this, you know, we know there's some really hard topics going on in our media yeah. right now. And
1: we try to stay kind of like above the waters of yeah. it because there's so much you can go into. For we sure. just knew we couldn't in one episode. So we just wanted to kind of be like at a thousand foot level talking yeah. about it. So if we didn't go into it as deep as you wanted sorry.
0: Right. (laughs) We just wanted to kind of blanket all of that. But if you do have more questions or on specific topics, like, hey, I don't know how to talk to my kid about this specific thing. um, Just reach out. All right. It is time to go off topic. I am going to pick it this time. Zach kind of sprung it on me last week. Yeah, I
1: know the two options, but I don't know which one she's going to pick. Yeah. So So I'm I'm going to go
0: with what is your beach read? Oh, your fave. Beach reads. Do you have to go first? Yeah. So I, I have two. <laughs> that's kind of the. That's okay. The, it's hard to pick. It is. One. Um, and but you might that's read two at the theme, the beach. right? We, so we. I, but when I am on at the beach, I want something easy. Yeah. Like completely easy. Like read it on the way to the beach, on the way back from the beach. You know, there's not a ton of downtime when you have two, you know, toddlers running sure. around. But. So I have always turned to I'm a sucker for Nicholas Sparks and oh my gosh. Judge me
1: too. Oh you just want. <laughs> kidding. I hate Nicholas Sparks. <laughs>
0: judge, I've never read him but Judge like, all then you can't judge. I just
1: hate the premise. It's, oh, it's I so good. It's so know.
0: good. And so when I that is just like one of my things. Like I and when I'm in a, a funky mood, like I love watching the movies just because like I know yeah,
1: so they're about how good they are. They are she wants so, me to good. Watch, so I'm like, I'm not watching that. What?
0: Oh, that is not... Brad will even watch him with me. You got to... Come on, up okay, your husband level. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so an easy read. So Nicholas Sparks, and then also my other favorite author, and he just released a new book, and I'm so excited, Bob Goff. He, oh, Bobby. He's so good. But anyway, so I'm really excited. He just came out with a new book, Dream Big, and I'm really excited to read that. But he... Uh, Everybody always and love does. Those are the easiest reads. You can't put them down. Yeah, in my Yeah, I've never read
1: them, but I've heard excerpts, and they seem like just like he's talking to you, like a conversation. Oh kind man, of thing.
0: you can't. You literally can't put them down. So those like easy reads, those are my thing. I don't want to think too much when I'm no. on vacation.
1: Every so. time I go on a vacation, I take like seven books because oh you just never. <laughs> not because I'm going to read them all. I just don't know which one I'm going to want to read, and I have this like. I don't know, blown up idea of like, oh, I'll get to this. Right. But if I go to the beach, I think same thing. I want to relax. I'm just sitting on the beach. Yeah. I'm probably not going to pick something super heavy either. So I'll probably just take whatever. I try to read like a fictional book like with all the other stuff I'm reading to yeah. kind of keep me grounded. That's just all the time. So I would take whatever fictional book I'm reading. Now, mm-hmm. my favorite one is is by this Russian author called Yeah, real know, easy read there's It is. Well, it's in English. It's very yeah. easy read. It's just long. <laughs> but his name is Alexander Solzhenitsyn and it's called In the First Circle. Um it's a great book. It's my What's favorite. that name again? In the First
0: Circle. No, his name. The author's Alexander
1: name. Solzhenitsyn. Bless you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I love him. I love all, he wrote um, A Day in the Life of um Ivan Denisovich, which is like his most famous work. <laughs> And it's very short, so that would be the one you'd want to take up, But I don't know. I don't know another chance I'd get to recommend Alexander Solzhenitsyn on yeah. uh, the podcast. So I'm going to take this chance. <laughs> Go ahead and to do plug that. him. Yeah, I'm going to plug him. Those I...
0: royalties that we get so yeah, much of. <laughs> well, he's
1: dead now. But maybe if you're out there, like Alexander Solzhenitsyn Club, hit me up. Oh, that's so funny. So that's what I'd read a novel. Yeah. If I was going to take, I don't really reread books. Mm, like yeah. There's too many new books to go that's back true. and read the ones. I, I can not say I do either. So I would probably take the current novel I'm reading. But if I'm going to reread one, it would probably be my favorite one. And that's that one or That Hideous Strength by C.S. Lewis.
0: Mm. Okay, Honestly. C.S. Lewis, that is nothing he's ever wrote is easy to read, Zach. His fiction? Mm, no. What?
1: They're kids' books, Megan. I think I mean, you saying <laughs> they're not easy to read says more about you <laughs> than it does about C.S. Lewis. Oh, L- oh, my oh I, I love his space trilogy. I preached with. It is an example one time. That hideous (laughs) strength is so good. That's actually that would be the book I'd read. I would read that today.
0: Okay. Well. All right. Well, let us know what your beach reads are. Maybe you can give us some ideas. Uh, Zach and I both have a vacation that we've not taken yet. So coming up this summer. So let us know what your beach read is. And um, yeah, so until then, let's be honest.